This is New England Public Media. Transportation is on the minds of residents as Massachusetts voters begin casting ballots. I'm Carrie Healy, and this is Beacon Hill in 5, our look at the week ahead in politics and government in Massachusetts. As we do most Mondays, we've got Matt Murphy from the Statehouse News Service on the line. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Carrie. Just before Massachusetts residents began casting their ballots over the weekend for constitutional offices and ballot questions, Mass Inc. released results in a survey that showed voters support fixing the current transportation system. 66% of voters surveyed supporting improving highways, roads, and bridges, and nearly as many uh, supported improving the existing public transportation network. So apart from actually telling us that people want infrastructure improved, can these results give us an inkling into how certain candidates or even ballot questions might fare? Well, I think it shows that transportation is on the minds of voters as they're getting ready to vote this fall. And uh, some have even started voting, early voting, of course, began on Saturday. And one of the big questions that will be divided, decided in November, the, the so-called millionaire's tax question one. And uh, as, as voters think about this question, uh, they're hearing that this money is supposed to be earmarked set aside by the legislature for spending on transportation and education. So it could help uh, inform those decisions as people think about and drive and think about the the condition of the the, the highways, the roads, or if they use public transit and want to see money uh, go towards the MBTA to uh, fix some of the problems there. But I think it's also going to inform the debate when we get back into into session, into the lawmaking business come January, uh, when lawmakers are going to be forced to confront uh, as federal relief dollars dry up, how they're going to continue to fund priorities at the MBTA and across the transportation system. They're going to have to take a look at funding, uh, and uh, this is going to inform them on uh, you know some of the areas where people want to see this money dedicated. There was an article in The Globe last week about GE and other companies downsizing their Boston offices due to job cuts in a turbulent economy and a reluctance to go back to the office by employees. So, I'm wondering, in terms of those prospective voters who wanted improved public transit, how this is likely to play out in the next year or two? Would an overhaul of public transit create a commute that employees would return to those scaled-back offices for? Well, it speaks to the competitiveness of the region, I think. There was that story you mentioned. There's been some other stories in the Globe and other outlets about business leaders uh, being concerned about Massachusetts's standing uh, vis-a-vis other states and whether or not they're going to remain, the state's going to remain competitive, attracting businesses, employees, and uh, the, all of the many college graduates, if they're going to get them to stay here and take jobs here in a, a functioning uh, transit system, a public transit system uh, around the greater Boston area is, is an important selling point uh, for the metro area. It's also important to downtown to move people around to support the small businesses that create that kind of, kind of vibrant uh, urban life that people uh, want. Uh, but as more and more are working from home, housing costs are going up. You're seeing uh, workers kind of uh, stay uh, in, in their communities outside of the region, not commute as much. This uh, poses a problem, not just for the transit system, because they're losing fares uh, while it's rebounded. They're not quite back to pre-pandemic levels, uh, but people just aren't in the downtown areas uh, populating the, the lunch spots and the, and the local businesses. So uh, this is a multi-pronged problem that uh, leaders have started to look at. Uh, there's been several commissions to look at what the future of work is going to look like and what that means for downtown. But uh, this is going to be an ongoing, ongoing issue that uh, people are going to have to figure out the new reality.
We have noted this before. Early voting did start over the weekend, but Secretary of State Bill Galvin does not expect a huge turnout this time. Why not? Yeah, the secretary, he, he, he said it's a little too soon on Friday to make his final prediction on turnout, but he does not think that this election is going to rival the 2.75 million turned out the last gubernatorial cycle in 2018. Uh, he thinks it's going to be more uh, along the lines of the 2014 election. Uh, a couple things going on here. One, uh, the races, the, the statewide races, the big ones that generate the headlines and the interest, uh, namely governor this cycle. Uh, there's not a lot of competition across the board, so that's going to potentially keep some people home. The other thing Secretary Galvin mentioned was confusion among voters among, uh, about the ballot questions. Some of these ballot questions are very technical. Uh, a lot of money has been poured in arguing both sides uh, of each of these questions, and the secretary thinks that voter confusion uh, may serve to uh, keep voter turnout a little lower than we've seen, perhaps. Uh, in some uh, recent past elections. Matt Murphy is a reporter with the Statehouse News Service in Boston. Matt, thanks as always. Thank you. This is Beacon Hill in 5, our weekly check-in at the Statehouse. You can subscribe to this podcast and others from New England Public Media at our website. That's nepm.org slash podcast hub. This is New England Public Media. Mm-hmm.